Welcome to Motivators in Motion, where the world's top talent give you a daily dose of what drives them towards excellence to give you the inspiration you need to pursue your passion. Listen in as industry professionals, elite athletes, and star-studded entertainers share their unique experiences and encourage you to take that next step toward achieving your dream. It's time to put yourself in motion with your host, Brad Delius. Hey everyone, are you ready to be motivated? Today we're going to be speaking with Bobby Rowe and Zach Andrews. Bobby and Zach have both been the driving forces behind the House's October-built horror film series as they've directed, produced, and starred in both of these found footage films. We're going to chat with these guys about the House's October-built today and some of their best Halloween memories from over the years. All of this in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Interactive offers have taken traditional marketing to the next level. With a technology that allows publishers to serve dedicated emails, in-email native ads, and other media channels with a cost-per-click model. Publishers remain in control of their audience by selecting inventory that will best fit their users. Interactive offers have partnered with leading publishers such as Raging Bull, Motley Fool, and The Washington Times to help marketers boost traffic, get conversions, and increase revenue through different media channels all in one hub. Their goal is to remain completely transparent and maximize ROI and revenue. Whether you're looking to get traffic or already have traffic in place, Interactive Offers can boost your profits and conversions. Visit InteractiveOffers.com to get started today. Interactive Offers. Smarter marketing, better results. That's InteractiveOffers.com. Guys, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Happy Halloween. And if you could, just start out by telling everyone, what has each of you most excited about life right now? I appreciate you having us on, Brad. Uh, excited about life? Uh, Halloween is is upon us finally today. Um, and so we just kind of been delving into horror movies like we usually do. We've been probably to about eight or so haunts this October and uh, it's kind of nice. It's one of the first Octobers in a while. We're not officially working filming uh, while doing it. Um, so we've kind of had a chance to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. For me, I'm, uh, I'm supporting my alma mater Baylor university in a big football game this afternoon. And then that will put me smack dab in the middle of the West Hollywood Halloween parade at the perfect timing. So that should be a little crazy tonight and uh, looking forward to people watching in that area for sure. What's it been like to have obviously the success? Uh, we talked, we had a chance to chat about five years ago when the Houses of October built, the first film came out in 2014. And obviously since then, you guys have cultivated a fan base. Things have grown exponentially, I'm sure. And just to, I guess just right off the bat, to, to know that when Halloween comes around, you guys have a film out there now that we can never predict the future. Things come, things go here and there, especially in this day and age. But to know that you guys have put an imprint on the horror film series to an extent and around this time of year, you guys are, your names and the house is October built is kind of a part of that Halloween lore. What's that like for you guys to just know that you're a part of this now and a part of this season? Yeah, I think oh, with we're social media, I mean, it's pretty crazy being able to, to see people that, that take such pride in the way, whether that they set up their living room and just get ready for the holidays and to be 
a part of someone's life every year that they watch our movie and, and like I said, post on social media. And so, you know, we, that to me is something I never considered when making the movie that you would really connect with the fans, you know, in this day and age with technology and just being able to see that is just, that's really cool to me. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're honored to be in people's rotation with some of the other movies like classics that they watch. Uh, I mean, with Zach, we never fathomed that that could happen. And, um, it's been really, really a cool experience to see that, uh, over the past five Halloweens, people sending us stuff online. I actually, this morning, um, was tagged, uh, somebody sent me a girl was dressed up as the blue skeleton, uh, I guess for a Halloween party over the weekend, which was really cool. Cause sometimes we've never seen that. Um, the, the crazier thing that happened to us a couple weeks ago is a girl got a live tattoo in Pennsylvania of porcelain on her leg, like almost life size, uh, put it on her leg. And, and for us, we just like, that was mind blowing that somebody wanted to ink something forever to remind them of a film, um, let alone one that, that we made. So that was really, really, that, that was a real honor, I guess, because we all know how movies come and go. And if you want to stick it on your, your body for the rest of your life, I can't ask for a better compliment. That is so cool. And that's something that obviously all filmmakers or actors, anyone who stars in films that really gets a, a good cult following and people who just get so excited about it and the, the work that is able to be produced and uh, to have fans and, and people to just really, really, uh, you know, kind of go into that world and uh, to make it a part of their world and, and the things they're doing in, in daily life. That's got to be an awesome feeling. What has feedback been like from people? And obviously, you gave a little bit of a glimpse there, uh, but from just other people and uh, the style of the film, because I know it's that found footage style, the way that it was shot, and it, it obviously comes from a lot of inspiration from paranormal activity and different films of that genre. What has different feedback been like? Maybe there's been a story or two that has stood out to you guys that maybe you haven't had an opportunity to talk about. Uh, I think it's, you know, right when the movie was coming out, it was kind of, uh, you know, sound footage had been out there for a few years, but it was still, you know, kind of a, a hot topic or a hot way to make a movie. And I think that w where we tried to separate ourselves is we wanted to actually make the first real movie. And so we took more of an attitude of Borat. I don't know if you remember that comedy, but yeah. Uh, more than than a, than a paranormal activity because Blair Witch is fake from frame one. It, it's found footage, but they're fake. We are actually real. We are we go to real haunted houses and interview real people, and so we wanted that to kind of turn the genre a little bit, uh, and hopefully people can appreciate that. I mean, I, I know that's what uh, what Steven Schneider on his first phone call to me when he saw the original original movie that's on the it's on the Blu-ray, but he said, I was watching your movie and I realized that it was real until it wasn't, but I don't know when that change happened. And so I feel like we were one of the first movies to try to go that route. And so, you know, hopefully that, that helps with the staying power is that people can, can appreciate that and say, these guys actually tried to make a documentary and, and then kind of, you know, take it to the next level. Well, I also think most importantly, um, we, we get lumped in with, with certain movies, um, especially when you're Halloween based, you're automatic horror. But at the end of the day with both movies, we're just trying to make a Halloween adventure, right? Like obviously we want you to be scared in certain parts, but we want you to come along for the ride. 
Um, and that's basically, especially the conclusion of Houses 2, is we wanted to give you, you know, Halloween about trick-or-treat. We wanted to give you a trick. That's what was important to us. So it's not always about being the scariest movie, the bloodiest movie. Uh, we just, our love for Halloween is so huge. We wanted people to go on the ride with us and do things that, frankly, um, not a lot of people have the time um, to do, but dream about on going in RV, go to all these haunted houses. And crazy enough, since we we did that map on um, bloodydisgusting.com, they they made a map. Um, we used all the houses from both movies and where they are in the country. And we've had numerous emails from people who were doing it this Halloween season, had rented an RV and going to all the houses we went to and then some. Um, and so that was, that, that's really, really neat to hear because I would have loved to have done that when I was a teenager, when I was in college and we just never had the wherewithal to do it. What was the craziest house or scene that you guys have shot, whether it was from the first movie or the second one to date to just like the craziest one that really just even blew both of your minds that it's like you stop and think, I can't believe I'm actually here and, and I'm a part of a film that's at this type of a place that, you know, it's got to be one of the craziest, wildest things I've ever seen. We were doing the press tour after the first one and we were doing through the Southwest of the United States. And it's strange now if, the people notice us from the movie. They really up their game in a good way, but then they also, they want it to be the biggest and the baddest. Um, and sometimes that's, that's a strange feeling for us, you know, um, because we love going to haunts and we want to do it the normal way. But there was uh, one haunt in particular in, um, during that press tour. And this was not part of the movie. This was us kind of on a Saturday night going through the town. We were talking to scare actors, but they had took, told us about a haunt that was kind of off the beaten path. So it's a little bit of art, life imitating art. Like it was stupid of us. We just went and went off the grid, probably about 30 miles north and went to a haunted house where we had bags put over our head and then shotguns were pressed against our skin. And you couldn't see it, but you could feel it. And you could feel that cold steel on your skin. And they whispered to us, you know, we watched your movie. We know who you are. You haven't seen anything yet and i was like oh what like there, there there's this weird line where you don't know have we crossed it or is this part of the act and and that's the beauty of of all of these haunts but it got even crazier i mean my uh mikey was with us who was also in the movie my brother and he was uh he was kicked off uh what he thought described as like a hundred foot cliff uh and it was in actuality it was about 20 feet into a foam pit but he was blindfolded had no idea you, you feel like you're falling forever. We found him probably 45 minutes later, like in a cave, and he was pretty upset trying to figure out how to get out of there. And so he and I ended up making it out ourselves. And we found out later to um, to see that that haunt had 120 piss outs, they called it. And 120 people had pissed their pants and asked to leave that year. Um, and they That's were, crazy. And they were evacuated from it. Yeah, so that kind of stuff was... It's fun, but you know you you always have that what if in the back of your head that that probably helps with the with the terror. We also talked to some guys in London that you know they're doing some crazy stuff over there, and we didn't get a chance to experience this, but they were telling us how they use social media to research the people that are coming through and you know, you'll have, they'll have somebody, you know, hung upside down in a dark, you know, closet or something. And then they'll say, we have your sister, Sarah. 
And that person is just sitting there going, how in the world would they know that I have a sister named Sarah? And so that psychological, you know, can really, by the way, was not with them in the group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're saying they they researched, they researched beforehand and found out details of your life that they could never know. Cause why would you ever tell them that? And so that just, they said that really, you could see people's eyes just kind of go white a little bit and go, how the, how the hell would you know that? <laughs> a couple of Halloween questions for you guys. Best Halloween costumes over the years for each of you, uh, either you guys personally or someone, you know, that just killed it one year with a certain costume. Oh, I take a lot of pride in mine. My tradition, I just don't tell anybody till the day of, but today is today. Uh, I'm Homelander tonight um, from The Boys, which I'm excited about, which is probably my favorite show of this year. But before, one of my favorites that I've done is I was Tyler Durden one year, but split it down the middle, almost like Two-Face, and was half Edward Norton, half Brad Pitt throughout the whole, down to the pants to the leather jacket and i really enjoyed that one that was that was a lot of fun zach does nothing what are you doing this year <laughs> sheet over the head yeah, just like what are you gonna do? white sheet over my head uh yeah i i always enjoy the the groups you know w- yeah. whenever people you know combine you know a bunch of people together i always think that's kind of funny and entertaining the only problem with it is when they're separated from the group you're like what are you? <laughs> but <laughs> but it's still fun to have everybody together. And I think Bobby had a photo booth once at a, at his Halloween party. And it's funny. We were literally like yesterday sending uh, kind of group texts, making fun of each other's costumes from eight years ago. Go to Halloween candy. Ooh, Milky Way. Yeah. Okay. Not a debate. Milky Way. Where about you, Zach? Oh man, it's, I, I try to, I'm not a big candy person and I can, I never buy it at the store, you know, all year, but when you put it in front of me, I'll just eat it all. And so yesterday I was at a Halloween party and I was revisiting my love for Smarties, Gobstoppers. The, the most unique thing I had yesterday, I couldn't even remember what it was called, but remember those wax things that had a, like a little bit of liquid in them, like a little bit of Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. I always love those. Yeah. Too. Those, are, those are really, uh. So you, you go all out. My favorite candy there's, bar is Butterfinger. I mean, I, I'm in trouble today. There's you're just, in class. <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of other people. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it can get dangerous. That's for sure. If uh, if you're even a you know remote candy sweet fan on this day, best city to be in on Halloween. Oh, that's a good I'm question. For Angeles. Yeah, for haunts, for haunts, you know, Dallas has been the haunt capital of the world for a while. You know, I don't know if that still stands or who actually ranks that, but Dallas has always been a lot of fun. But I think our best times have have been in L.A. I mean, we've done, we got lucky enough to do the Playboy Mansion Halloween one year when when Hef was still around, which was which was really awesome. And I, you know, if I could have told fifteen year old Bobby that would ever happen. It just would have blown his mind. So it still does to this day. We have some pretty amazing pictures from that night. Growing up, trick-or-treating in the neighborhoods with friends and family maybe, was there a house that was maybe different from the rest as far as sometimes growing up, there was this one house in my neighborhood where they would give out uh, Pepsi soda cans or there was one house where they gave out like the giant, the king size candy bars. Do you guys have anything like that growing up in your neighborhood? Any house that stood out that was, you know, just a little bit different as far as what they gave out from the rest. 
I didn't have anything like that. I, I actually tried to make my house the house that was different uh, a few years when I realized that I could put on an ape costume and sit in the rocking chair and hold the basket of candy like, you know, that nobody was home and just say, take one and have people come up and then I would pop to life. And that to me, like when I hit that age of like, am I too old to go trick or treating, but I still want to trick or treat. I want to participate. That almost ended up being more fun because I feel like I was that house that you're talking about. And people are like, Oh my God, did you, did you end up at that house where that there was that ape and then he came to life. And so hopefully I was a few kids stories that year. Well, yeah, mine would probably be those houses, which I, you can't really do anymore, but uh, you'd knock and they'd open up and you'd come, you'd walk through the house. They had made the house a haunt. Um, oh, that's And cool. that was always fun. And the candy was at the end. But nowadays that just feels like it would never happen, never be allowed. But I, I, those always stood out to me as a kid. Yeah, definitely a thing of the past, but I, I can I can relate. I know what you mean with that going into the house and uh, um, being scared a little bit in, in the best of ways, you know, back in the day. Right, right. Best Halloween horror movie for you guys uh, when you're just scrolling through if you're sitting down end of the night on Halloween or just during the, the Halloween October season. What is, Stu, the, the number one favorite for you guys? I always, I revisit Scream every Halloween. I, I love Scream. Um, I've got two small kids now, so it's kind of shifted um, on some of it, but it's kind of been cool. Like we watched Paranorman, you know, obviously the Hocus Pocus, but like Paranorman I had never seen before. And so you kind of open up to a, a different type of Halloween movie. Um, we watched Corpse Bride, stuff like that lately with kids. So that's kind of my Halloween has changed just a tad. Uh, from what it used to be. For me, I think it's uh, just revisiting, you know, any kind of movie from my past. Like we watched Ghostbusters this year and my girlfriend surprisingly had never seen it. And so to me, that was, yeah, yeah, that was pretty crazy. But but also, no, no, it was just so fun to be able to be like, let's sit down and watch Ghostbusters like during the Halloween season. Uh, and I'm not actually yep. trying to get caught up on Stranger Things, and uh, then it happened to be the season. I'm I'm still back on season two, but it was the Ghostbusters, you know, and they're dressed up as Ghostbusters and trick or treating. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. Three days before Halloween, so I just think any any movie that that encapsulates the the holiday. Which surprisingly, Bobby and I have always talked about how there's all these horror movies, but there's not really movies about Halloween or actually taking place in Halloween. I mean, even the movie Halloween isn't really about Halloween. So uh, I think that's, you know, part of the reason we wanted this House of October build to be kind of a love letter to Halloween, not just haunted houses. And I, I, I do think that because we're on the journey during that season and doing very Halloween things, that's why the movie stuck. And it's why people like to watch it this time of year. What continues to motivate each of you guys during this season and, and during putting together a lot, a lot of work, obviously, and the house's October build to both of these films and some future work coming down the line. Is it a sense of the wheels are always churning, sort of say, like we talked about there before, sitting down, watching some of these older horror films and maybe being able to pick apart and, and seeing some things here and there that, you know what, maybe we can take that and, and kind of incorporate it in our own way into some future things we're working on. Is that the type of things that usually go through your mind? 
Yeah, I think it's about innovation. I mean, uh, the haunts do it, movies do it. It's how can we improve or how can we figure out a way to surprise an audience again who have now grown very, very smart to all the tricks. And they've also, they've grown tired of, of the same old, you know, possession movie or, or, or whatever. So there's got to be a way to reinvent a genre, you know, get revitalize it or, or create something new. And that's kind of what Zach and I always tend to lean towards is, is how can we make you walk out of that movie theater going, damn, you know, I, I just never thought about it before. And that, that's something that pushes us. And, and, you know, we see it with these haunts. I mean, they are having to figure out, they've got their themes, now the new technology, how can we use it? But what's funny is with technology and how vastly it's grown in the, in the past couple of years, I always go back to practical effects. I'm not a CG guy, never have been. I would prefer to watch uh, the Rick Baker werewolf transformation you know, in 82, maybe over almost anything we've seen today. It's just because that to me is a true art form that I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and, and I think that in the future, as much as we can, as much as they allow, because a lot of the studios want you to do CG. Um, and I understand the balance between them both, but if you can go practical, I would go always go practical. That is what never takes me out of the movie. And that's important. Well, guys, I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, both of you are motivators in motion uh, with the work you've done with these horror films. The house is October built and scaring some people in the best way possible and just continuing to, to gain a follower base of people, like I said earlier, of how people basically add this to their Halloween October Rolodex. It, it, it's definitely got to be a cool feeling. So, so kudos to you guys, what you've been able to do here. And I know more to come in the future as well. But for people who want to check you guys out and obviously maybe check out the house's October build if they haven't seen it already, checking it out for the first time and, and seeing all the great work you guys have done with that, where's the best place for people to go? Um, you can rent it or buy it on any of the platforms, you know, the iTunes, Voodoo, Amazon. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Bobby Row One or Houses October Build on Instagram. Zach? Yep, I'm uh, Zach Z A C K Andrews thirteen on Twitter and Instagram. So we uh, we post a lot of behind the scenes stuff from the movies and especially during the holiday season and uh, and just, you know, lives in general. So uh, if you like the movies, if you want to see that kind of stuff, then come on over to social media and we've, we try to interact with people too. When people are posting things about how's October built, uh, we like to surprise the fans and, and give them a thumbs up. Or I know Bobby always has his, uh, his skull and his blue heart that he likes to post for people. So we, we appreciate people giving us social media love and, and love interacting with people as well. And so hopefully also in the very near future, we'll uh, start posting some more stuff about, we just got back from a location scout, but um, our next movie we're going to be doing with the producers of the walking dead. And we're really excited about that uh, kind of an escape from found footage into a more narrative feature and hopefully more news to come about that. I can't talk too much about it right now, but when we can, it'll, we'll make sure it's on Instagram and keep everybody updated. Bobby and Zach, guys, appreciate the time today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Happy Halloween to you guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day and uh, continued success, obviously. Good luck with everything you guys have coming up here in the near future and beyond. Thank you, Brad. Happy Halloween. Interactive offers have taken traditional marketing to the next level. 
with a technology that allows publishers to serve dedicated emails in email native ads and other media channels with a cost per click model. Publishers remain in control of their audience by selecting inventory that will best fit their users. Interactive offers have partnered with leading publishers such as Raging Bull, Motley Fool, and The Washington Times to help marketers boost traffic, get conversions, and increase revenue through different media channels all in one hub. Their goal is to remain completely transparent and maximize ROI and revenue. Whether you're looking to get traffic or already have traffic in place, Interactive Offers can boost your profits and conversions. Visit InteractiveOffers.com to get started today. Interactive Offers. Smarter marketing, better results. That's InteractiveOffers.com. That's all for this episode of Motivators in Motion. For more information to keep you motivated between episodes, be sure to visit motivatorsinmotion.com to sign up for our newsletter and receive daily inspirational tips, strategies, and resources. That's available exclusively on motivatorsinmotion.com.